awareness of others is really taking that uh, skill set and really just shining it outward, if you will. Can we perceive and understand how others are feeling? Can we look at their facial expressions or their body language, their tonality, the words that they are using? And, and can we understand how they are feeling? And then what do we, what do, we do with that? Welcome to the EI Sunday Supplement. The mini-series is designed to offer employees and leaders new tools and tactics to improve how we connect and collaborate with colleagues. This series is created by the HR Gazette in partnership with GenNOS North America, a world leader in emotional intelligence assessments and training designed specifically for business environments. Debbie, welcome back to episode two of this new Sunday supplement series where uh, we're talking about all things to do with uh, being more empathetic and EI. Welcome. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So the focus of today's chat is the second of the uh, Genos Leadership Model of Emotional Intelligence Competencies, and that's awareness of others. I could take a guess as to what that means, but I'm sure I wouldn't get it as in depth or it will bang on as you would. So um, I'll turn that one over to you. Uh, what do you guys mean when you talk about awareness of others? Yeah, well, I'm quite happy if you'd like to go ahead and, and take a guess at it. Yet here's what we're talking about. You know, last week we talked about self-awareness, which is really perceiving and understanding how we are feeling. Awareness of others is really taking that uh, skill set and really just shining it outward, if you will. Can we perceive and understand how others are feeling? Can we look at their facial expressions or their body language, their tonality, the words that they are using? And, and can we understand how they are feeling? And then what do we, what do, we do with that? And when we are really dialed in with how other people are feeling, um, we're said to be empathetic. This is what we would call the productive side of this competency. And we, we call it that, by the way, Bill, because when we're demonstrating these competencies frequently and to a high degree with the people around us, we connect and communicate and collaborate far more effectively with them than when we're not doing them. So the unproductive side of this competency is being insensitive. So I'm imagining that people who are listening might have a recollection of a time when someone was a bit insensitive with them. Yeah, it's really, really crucial for um, connecting and just facilitating conversation in a way that um, leads to being more productive, both at work, certainly, and at home. It's um, far kinder and gentler of a home life when you're really connected with your partner or the people in your home. And it can be extremely disruptive when you feel that someone in your personal life has been insensitive with you. We're human beings, right? These, these feelings come with us. We don't check them in a locker when we leave the office. Um, all of these things certainly apply to our work, our customers, our teams, our, our leadership, um, as well as they do our home lives and our neighborhoods and our communities. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, 
We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. Okay, so let's just um, uh, take a, a lens to that and, and, and focus that lens specifically on the world of work for a moment. Um, why does awareness of others matter in the context of employees and relationships with leaders and relationship with uh, HR pros and how HR pros can help, you know, facilitate that company culture? Yeah, boy, you know, human resources uh, professionals just have so much to tackle. There's so much that's on their plate. There's so many hats that HR professionals have to wear. Um, sometimes they are engaged in conversations that are really jubilant and we're talking about promotions or onboarding. And sometimes they're in conversations that are quite difficult that could be about circumstances resulting from something like a merger or an acquisition. In all of these kinds of discussions, it's a crucial element for all of us to be aware of how the recipient of the information is feeling or will feel. And so this element, this, this competency is so important in the workplace because it doesn't necessarily change what's communicated, but it certainly changes how it's communicated. Um, I guess a story that I would use if it's an older movie now, but if anyone had seen the George Clooney movie Up in the Air, when his whole task in this movie is to fly in, terminate people from their jobs and kind of fly out. And in many respects, he does this with little or no feeling um, and no understanding or compassion with how the person across from him on the other side of that desk feels when they receive that information, feels what it's going to be like for them to go home to their loved ones to share that information. And so really developing this skill, again, doesn't mean that the what changes, but how it's delivered and how it's received can certainly change everything. And nowadays, Bill, this is really crucial because you have social media and you have social platforms where employees, present and former, can get onto a forum and they can post about their experiences in that organization. It really does impact an organization's ability to attract talent and retain talent when they have a culture that is empathetic. This does not mean soft. This simply means understanding where their employees are coming from. So it's really, really a crucial element. And um, if not expressed well, then you and I and our listeners certainly know the kinds of commentary and the kinds of posts that can happen on, on social media. And those words kind of travel faster. So in one respect, what you and I are talking about is an individual HR professional or leader or employee uh, really dialing in and kicking up their ability to demonstrate a competency. But you can see that very quickly that ripples out into corporate culture and corporate reputation, all of which, of, of course, is, is tremendously important. Okay, uh, let's focus in specifically on the leaders then. Can you offer one, maybe two examples of practical applications of this particular competency? Yeah, absolutely. So the productive side is being empathetic. The unproductive side is uh, being insensitive. So I'll, I'll give you a quick example of, of a story that we heard not so long ago. There was an individual who was on our way to work 
and on her way to work, she was in a minor car accident. Um, minor in that there were no serious injuries, but certainly an accident in which uh, the police were called, a police report needed to be filed. And she was late to work. She called into work, let work know that she was running late. She came into work um, a little shaken up, as you can imagine, a little concerned, um, actually physically shaken, as well as feeling that triggering feeling. And her leader came to her and said, I heard that you were in an accident. How are you? How is everything? I know we're supposed to have a meeting today. I'd like to suspend that until tomorrow, until you're feeling better. And if you feel like you need to take the day, please, by all means, go ahead and do that. Now, that's an extremely empathetic response. And the person who told us the story in sharing it said, I'll never leave that leader. I'll never not work for that person as long as I have the opportunity to because I was treated and I felt valued and I was treated like such a human. Um, that's just so powerful. Now imagine the flip side of that. Imagine if the response had been when she walked into her office, you're late, we need to have this meeting. That's an, an extreme example or an example of, of being insensitive. This is when the leader is having a difficult time balancing the results that they need with supporting and caring for their team. And so lifting this competency of awareness of others just enables us to kind of slide our perspective to say, what must it feel like to be on the other side of this conversation? And boy, when we do that, again, um, we frame things differently, we present things differently, and it just facilitates um, stronger conversation. Debbie, I, I hate to be that cynical guy. It's not in my nature, not, not usually. But I, I'd imagine a lot of leaders have been given the training these days in terms of what the what the right response would be in that example that you just gave a moment ago. Okay, so many of them may say, "Let's let's reschedule for tomorrow. Um, let's make sure that uh, you you can prioritize on what you need to prioritize on today." But there there are different ways that that can be delivered, and and I, I don't want to get into the realm of uh, being authentic too much because we'll be talking about that next week. But would, would would you agree? It's not just about what you say; it's the way that you deliver it. If if you, if you deliver that in an authentic way, you show that you actually care, as opposed to just saying the words. People can tell the difference, right? People can absolutely tell the difference. Uh, you and I, Bill, have talked about uh, the fact that human beings are not thinking machines who feel, but we are feeling machines who think. As human beings, the neuroscience shows us that we feel first and we think next. And this has enabled us to perpetuate generation on generation on generation, right? Because those feelings do things like give us a danger detector and let us know when things are really safe. Um, so human beings are keenly tuned into when people are being genuine or not. We feel that. And so you're right. Uh, we don't want to kind of get ahead of our schedule here, but we will be talking about authenticity in a future uh, podcast. But this is not um, what you do as much as it is how you do it. It's not what the message is. It's how the message is delivered. And so this is why really developing these skills, we really have to develop the kinds of skills that enable people to do that authentically and genuinely. And this is also why you'll find through our series that these competencies weave together. They are very much like a tapestry. We take them one in a turn because they are different, 
but but they get compiled together. And when somebody gets the opportunity to really learn that compilation, as it were, then it enables you to apply that authenticity to your awareness of others and, and to your empathy. Excellent. There we go. Listen, we've, we've whetted your appetite for episode number three. But before we get there, uh, two more questions for you for today, Debbie. Uh, the next one, it's that time again in the, in the interview where... Uh, where we um, offer a fun fact of the day, a fun EI-related fact of the day. What have you got for us this week, Debbie? Here's what I've got for you this week, and pardon my eye glance while I come over here, but this will be appropriate for HR members of the audience. 95%, 95% of surveyed HR managers and 99% of employees believe that emotional intelligence is a must-have skill for every staff member. That's a pretty resounding statistic. And just finally, for today, Debbie, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about Genus North America? Ah, thank you, Bill. Yes, love it if you connect with us on LinkedIn. You can do that a couple ways. You can connect to me, Debbie Muno, M-U-N-O. You can connect with our LinkedIn page, which is Genos North America or pop onto our website, genos, G-E-N-O-S, genosnorthamerica.com. From there, you can sign up for informational webinars. You can take a tool around on our information about our assessments and our development programs and our certification. Send me an email. We can schedule some time to chat. Excellent. That just leads me to say, Debbie, you superstar, thank you very much for joining me again on, on this new series. It's my pleasure, Bill. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the EI Sunday Supplement. Check out more episodes from the HR Gazette at hrgazette.com or through your podcast platform of choice.